The Very Good Adventuring Team podcast contains crass, foul, vile, terrible, immature, and mature content. Jeff Cockthunder, a Goliath Barbarian, and if you dishonor myself or my friends, my hammer will yearn for your face. This is Furitan Furcantries. I am a Dwarven Druid, and I like to find myself some nice leaves to sleep on. This is Peter McMoist. I'm a dark elf bard, and I'm the best fucking town crier in Terragard. Previously on the Very Good Adventuring Team, Skibbity Bop to Poop. Peter won a lot of money, and it was time to get messed up so drugs were smoked. We discovered that smoking flasite smells like burning gunpowder and hair. Fjorten overhears troubling news in the bar about the goddess Doty being killed. We rejoin our heroes as they decide what else to do with their day. What I can tell you is that there are two, count them, two things on the job board right now. (gasps) One of them's crying trees. The first thing... Because it's the older quest, so I'll mention that one first. The first one is called Frogtastic, in which you will hunt frogs for the wilder people. There has been a request for some uh, frog parts. They need some giant toad sacks. Mm-hmm. They love toad sacks. Well, whoever's paying wilder people for toad sacks. And then there is the quest called Crying Trees, in which you would investigate the woods for fauna frickin' trees again. There's, she's got more investigation for you to do. So those are the two things available that are on the job board, but of course, y'all's got... I mean, if you guys want to just tear ass after this whole cod-killing rumor, you could. You want to spend the rest of your time looking after frogs, you could. Although, I'm going to go pick up my light crossbow that I ordered. Mm. Mm -hmm. At this point, did did the night conclude? Everything's done from that night? Following morning. Yep. Following morning. So we're all rested and everything else? Yep. Take back them hit points. Some, Some hangovers and whatever, and... Crossbow. So, while you don't... Crossbow. (laughs) Did I wake up the following morning with my crossbow? Yeah, I did. Is it there? You can do your crossbow. Um, Did I get get it? Yeah, yeah. You got got your crossbow. Okay. Did we say how much that was going to cost? It's in the book. Sorry, why don't don't you talk while I look up how much a light crossbow is, because that's the most important thing we're doing right now. So I was going to say, while you do... uh, your crossbow business. Peter's I would... crossbow shoots cats. <laughs> 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 so 
Say that one more time. Peter's crossbow shoots cats as ammunition. <laughs> He's raising the plot rod. Oh my god. It shoots cats. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can't say no to the plot rod. Um teasing. <laughs> no, no. No, no. <laughs> We're rolling with it, huh? We're rolling with it shoots cats. What is cats uh what's the abbreviation for cats? Let's see. Crossbow. Are we doing are we ad-libbing this? Fuck it. All right. I, I don't Crossbow ammunition. What now? We're, we're, we're making it into an acronym. Oh. Crossbow arrow Tourette syndrome. <laughs> it just screams random things at people. <laughs> we got this crossbow in from a random buyer. We don't know what it does, but it's. You have a secretly magical uh, hand crossbow, light crossbow that has Tourette's. I think you load an arrow, you fire it, and the arrow turns into a cat. What is it? Yeah, scratches the face and then it just disappears <laughs> after that. The spirit of a cat. Yeah. You have the plot rod, so whatever you say it goes. Is that, apparently. Is that apparently. What's happening? That's happening. All right. Otherwise I'm gonna forget to use the damn thing. So here's what I so then what happens, like I wake up in the morning. I think you should have to roll for cat. There's a there's like a there's like a crossbow. Like wait, like it was delivered. So it's like waiting outside my door. It's like wrapped up in like you know the brown paper with a string mm -hmm, around it mm -hmm, for sure. And uh, and I open it up and like it. There's it's like meow. <laughs> Sometimes it's like a house cat, but if you get a really good roll, it's like a lynx or a bobcat, and it does oh. a little more damage. Ooh, okay, that'd be nice. I think it's in the shape of a cat too. I think yeah. the, the crossbow. But like a really un like the arms are like the front arms of the cat, <laughs> like it's in this super unnatural like but sort of like pouncing position, and and there's just a little note that came with it inside the brown paper that just says I don't know sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I pick it up. I'm like, what the fuck is this thing? Why is this a cat? This is not what I ordered. I think you should load it and try it. So it's like the crossbow itself in the shape of like a panther. So it's like his back leg is like it's, the handle and like the tail. You pull the tail back to load it or something. Like. Yeah, and it just makes a sound. Yeah, it's oh like, my god! It's so no, more like a puma. Like wow, wow, you hear it off in the distance. Softly. <laughs> Looks like we're not being stealthy with this crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a soft. <laughs> Well, now we're going to have to collect a bunch of cat sounds for whenever you fire at this crossbow. Oh, I got that covered. Don't worry. It, I mean, and it is otherwise 100% a normal light crossbow. Um, so that is 1d8 piercing damage. It does cost you 25 gold. Although, you know what? I'm going to be... I'm going to say that they gave you a five gold discount uh, because this is the only weird crossbow they can find. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, it is 20 gold. Uh, you're going to get 1d8 piercing damage. Um, you will need to get ammunition for it. So cat cat bows or cats. Let's, I, let's, I think we can abandon that whole thing. Okay, it's, bolts is what a crossbow uses. I will add a light crossbow to your inventory at some point, or if you can figure out how to do it. You can just find it in the uh, compendium and drag and drop. And every time you fire... We should come up. We should come up with a name for this thing. Every time you fire it, it makes a cat noise. The crossbow of kittens. It's a, a regular old crossbow. Uh, light crossbow. Light crossbow of what? Because a a hand crossbow is one d six, 
and a heavy crossbow is 1d10, so you're sitting right in the middle with a light crossbow. But what's the name of it? Light crossbow of... Kitties. I can't think of a good, like, play on words to go with crossbow and kitten. You would think the alliteration's already there. I mean, light crossbow of kitties, and could we add in, if it does a critical 20, you can add a little bit of extra damage? You get cat scratch fever. Dear, dear, dear. Cat scratch fever. I will do the Pantera version rather than the Tadnagent. Yeah, so the light crossbow that's in your inventory. I did make it say meow now. Oh. Uh, you'll notice in the chat. You can just do that. I can I can fucking do whatever I want. Oh, nice. Yeah, it just, just says meow. Do I have to, I have to pet it? <laughs> so you have to pet it before you fire it? Right, okay. meow. You can pet the belly of it exactly three times, and if you do it more than that, it'll claw the shit out of you. Or it just shoots. That's what happens. (laughs) It goes off. (laughs) You're just constantly shooting crossbow bolts into the ceiling. Sorry, it's more than three times. My bad. Okay. Oh, two's the limit? Okay. Um, Audience, tell us what your suggestions for the the crossbow name. We're going to crowdsource the name of your crossbow here, since we're all apparently dumb and uncreative today. Please don't name it. Garfield or normal. <laughs> I think we found our name. Normal. No, wait, wait. I think we mash it up. It's Germal. <laughs> this crossbow's name is Germal, and uh, well, I'll I'll wait. I no, I enjoy the I enjoy the. Crowd. Yeah, let's see what the crowd comes up with. If we don't get any suggestions in a week or two, then we'll call it Germal. And if not, I expect all of you to be more creative than the three of us. It's not going to be hard. Nah. Tens of you that listen, one of you will come up with something better than Germal. It's going to be like Gargar Mondays. Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> Mondays. That's actually not bad. Yeah. That That's a pretty uh, fearsome crossbow. Monday the crossbow. You Mondays gotta, the crossbow. You got attacked with Mondays. Mondays. You know, we've talked about having like items that level up or creatures that level up with you guys and I feel like that'd be like you'd randomly end up with this light crossbow that levels up with you and will do more damage over time that'd be cool yeah we'll see we'll see what we can do about that and i don't want to i shouldn't even said that because i'm going to disappoint you if i don't but too late expectations are set expectations have been set so anyway you've got your your as of yet unnamed crossbow there you go and you're just like what the fuck is this thing and you probably go back down in the basement and you know i'm, I'm picturing like the the transition as you walk past the the scene where Jeff and uh, Fjorten are downstairs. What are, what are you guys doing this morning? Eating breakfast. I'm up a little bit early, and um, I will actually go to the world of people. I uh, usually go to them for information. Hey, what's going on? I feel like I'm more part of this group than anything else and see if they have any tasks. They do, in fact, have a task for you. Hey. It's called Frogtastic. It's the quest that's out there. Yes, they do. Uh, oh, you're talking about Chorin, though. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, they're they're kind of like, since you're the new guy, you know, and like, you're not getting like full on hazed or anything like that. But they're like, you know what? You got to brush all the teeth of all the, uh, all the, you know, heads and busts in the, in the big common room here. So they give you a, a toothbrush and some, uh, some baking soda water. And like, you got to brush all the teeth of the, uh taxidermy that's the word i was looking for all the taxidermied heads in the uh uh the great hall here i'll go ahead and do that and then i'll ask more about this frogtastic and uh if they have any leads what's going on here yeah so you're chatting with Paige, uh who's there and Paige is kind of like 
Paige is like the the lowest ranked high ranking member, you know, if that kind of makes sense. Like she's uh -huh. an established part of the crew, um, but she's kind of like at the low end of it. That's why she's managing the quests for, you know, you other low level entrants. Uh, Paige, by the way, is a tabaxi, which is a cat person. So it's funny that we have other cat things coming up all in the same day. Paige uh, tells you, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, we've got a client that came in and and they're looking for someone to uh, to go out and fetch some of these uh, these toad sacks. There's a, there's a marsh, you know, some mires, uh, some swamps northeast of town or north of town, rather. The dead bracken mires, in fact, are what they're called. And she goes on to explain to you that there's some giant toads there. Special giant toads. And this client's paying good money for someone to go out and get some toad sacks. Oh, this is good money. Um, what's in it for me? She's like, oh, probably experience points. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, besides experience points? Um... <laughs> Wouldn't it be weird if people talked about that in real life? You'll get uh, 23 experience points without... Will I? Oh, that's almost at, my next level. You're at a job interview with a bunch of stiff old white dudes, and they're like, I see you have 400 experience points. <laughs> and uh, they say... Oh, you know what? I didn't actually come up with, uh, with a price tag for this. Um, let's say that this one is worth a total of uh, 120 gold. So I uh, calculate my head. Okay, okay. I'm gonna ask specifically, um, what do these uh, giant toads look like? Are they different from anything else out there? Or? Uh, she says that, uh, well, have you ever seen a toad? Oh yeah, yeah, I've seen a toad before. It's like, well, it's like a toad, but like eight feet tall. Mm. Oh. They're Whoa. they're they're pretty hard to miss. Okay. Woo. So all abilities of a toad, you know, slap snatching with tongues and you know all the uh everything about them huh everything mm -hmm. about them everything about and so what them. i'm trying to do is try to get info about the the giant toad itself like maybe characteristics or anything attacks or anything else that be maybe used against us you're trying to find out things that would be useful in combat perhaps mm, maybe uh she says that the potentially one of the main features of a giant toad is mm -hmm. that they can jump 20 feet they could jump high in fact 10 feet straight into the air without a running start mm -hmm. and okay. they can bite and they can swallow let's see these are good good facts about the giant toad that i would really want mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay i i really uh she, she she goes on to tell you that they are amphibious oh uh in that they can breathe air and water mm -hmm. there's like uh, a toad yeah. there's not a lot of interesting things about these toads they're just they're just big that's okay. all sounds, they've got going uh, yeah, for sounds them. cool okay. and their sacks are valuable so i i figured i'd finish out my day here and go back and um tell my compatriots hey you know this uh frogtastic goal um i don't know 30 gold a piece how does that feel 30 gold a piece yeah i'm down i like gold yeah that's a lot for some sacks mm-hmm sound good Shall we do this? How much gold did he win me when we bet on the fight club? Oh, you doubled your money, whatever it was. My note card is upstairs. You only had like... 29? Something like that. The last note that I have with me is about gravy holing. Gravy holing. And, uh, and hot pocket Paul. 
Fucking hot pocket Paul. Hot pocket Paul was one of the people that stole your uh, stole your money. We were playing knuckles or whatever the fuck that was. Yep. Yep. There was uh, Twisty Shanks who stabbed people with corkscrews, and Elbows De Mayo, which I cannot read my note, has a lot of something tech weave to quive. Anyway, technique. Yeah, technique. <laughs> <laughs> my ends look like W's apparently. I just remember Sam saying he had like a elbow technique of yeah. some sort. Yes. So it sounds like we're doing frog tastic. Let's do. Let's go get some frog sacks. Go get some fucking sacks, yo. Sack it up. Sack it up. How do we uh, get these sacks off the frogs? Well, um, I'm assuming they're like normal frogs, so their sacks would be when they're. That's when you cut them off, Robert. Oh, so we gotta be. Uh, we gotta time it just right. Yeah, either time or just right, it just killed the things. But um, good thing I'm all with nature, so these things seem abnormal. You could be like, hey, let me get your sack. Yeah. Since you're maybe, one with nature, and they'd be like, oh, you just need a sack, bro? Here we go. Yeah, here's here's a sack for you. Sack bros. Sack bros. Show sure my sack, he gives me his sack. Oh, it's a sack exchange. Mm-hmm. Well, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. Just kidding. Well, gentlemen... It is getting towards evening. You've wandered for many hours to the north into the swampy swamps north of Terragard. As evening begins to press upon you and the sky darkens on this muggy, hot summer day, you first hear a croak, and then you hear another croak, and then you hear more gigantic croaks, and you realize that you must be drawing nigh to the land of the giant toads. And then you're there <laughs> with the toads. <laughs> Whoa. Holy shit, we're there. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. I was going to do like a bunch of random encounters on the way to the toads, and then I was like, no, let's just go to the toads. <laughs> so here you are, and we're going to play along with our classic D&D theming here. Those giant toads in order, well, in no particular order, I guess, are Reagan, Hoover, Jackson, Roosevelt and Taft. And for those of you at home who are like, oh, that's just a bunch of U.S. presidents, there's something unique about these five presidents. They're not the only presidents to have this attribute, but there's an attribute that they all have in common. It's penises. No, I'm kidding. There's a, <laughs> there's a thing about them, and that's, that's our theme for this combat, for these names. Penises is true, yeah, yeah. I mean, so far we haven't had an unpenist president. That we know of. <laughs> I prefer my president's unpenist, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this pork tastes penist. Do you think somebody could taste the difference between, like, female pork and male pork? Or, like, a, a female animal no. and a male animal? No. If they did, I think they're lying very hard. Maybe they're just, like, meat connoisseurs. No. <laughs> I bet you that, that no. person exists. I don't care about that person because that's false. How is he going to tell? It's a highly developed palate. For what? Estrogen and testosterone? or Yeah. Which are not characteristics of just female and male? or It, it could be more of one than the other. Mm, we're going to have to maybe test it out ourselves. I ain't eating no lady meat. Excuse me, where do you keep your unpenised uh, hamburger? Organic unpenis hamburger, I mean. Josh, thoughts? <laughs> About what? 
Sorry, he's building a spider drone right now. No, I'm reading about uh, presidents being assassinated. Uh, if you can tell the difference between eating a uh, doe and a buck. Oh, no, I can't imagine. No. No. Listen, uh, there's a... You know what? I'm just going to say, like, I think it's possible from what I'm from seeing in this short list of the search results. We don't have to dwell on this, but I think... I think you, I think you could. Maybe if the animal was pregnant. There are certain proteins in the blood at that point. I'm going to have all three of you roll some initiative. Some succulent initiative. Succulent initiative. Peter, how succulent is your initiative? Um, it's pretty succulent. That's all I have to say about that. Mm. Uh, it is uh, 20. That's as succulent as initiative can get. Fjorten. 23. Oh, man, you out-succulented me. Yeah, natural 20 on that. Your so initiative is so yeah. much more succulent than mine. 21. Jeff. Also a natural 20. <laughs> I got out-succulented. You had the least 22. succulent roll. 22 and 23 make no difference in this particular space of combat because none have rolled quite so high. The turn order for this section of combat with these giant toads... Is going to be Fjorten with a 22, Jeff with a 21, Peter with a 20, and then in descending order from there, Taft, Reagan, Hoover, Jackson, and Roosevelt. I think I spelled Roosevelt wrong, didn't I? But that's a problem for tomorrow, Nick. Not today, Nick. Fjorten, tell us. Well, let me first tell you and tell the audience at home. You are in a rather large area, in fact. It is a... I'll measure... Kaboom, 95 foot, so really about 100 feet across, square. You're at the north end of that, and there are five, count them five, giant toads who are arrayed about the area, waiting to expose their sacks and perhaps bite and swallow you. What would you like to do? Can you tell me, is there water in this uh, arena? Uh, there is some water. It's a, it's a bit of a swampy, marshy area. Not enough to impact your combat and movement, but there is water. So not deep water, it's just shallow water at this point? I would say ankle to mid-calf, perhaps. Thank you. And kind of see it on the map, it kind of snakes through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a bit boggy. My colorblind friend might not be able to see it, I just realized... No, 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 I can't, but I was just seeing how deep it was, because I do have uh, such spells as uh, water breathing and such, so I was just making sure that it wouldn't come to play at this point. Uh, you will not require it, but I'm not saying you can't make use of it. Mm -hmm. I will actually use uh, gaseous form. Do they know we're here? Um, yeah, I think they're probably aware of you, or at aware. least uh, so Reagan like, and Hoover. So, like, you walk, you hear cricket sounds, and then finally, zero silence, just nothing. All right. So, I'll use a gaseous form on myself. I'll put that in the chat right now. And you fart. Yep, I will gaseous fart form into myself. It'd be amazing if you push your whole self out through your butthole in gaseous form and that's how it gaseous form worked that's actually true i have to find my finger in my butthole and uh to make this work it's really awkward but mm -hmm. that's what have to happen and so any like creature i want to do gaseous form to have my finger in their butthole it, but that i feel like that would prevent you from going in the gaseous form like i feel like that's something like i'm 
I see you like about to pull the trigger on your gun, and then I would stick my finger in your butthole, and then you can't turn in the gaseous form anymore. No, I figure like I put my finger in the butthole, and then I would pull the pig, pull the trigger from there. Okay. From my finger is the gaseous form. So you're saying that the somatic component of this spell is touching a prostate? Yeah. It, it does happen that way. That's a lot of knuckles. That's mm-hmm. the that's the button. One knuckle, one knuckle through. Boop. Yeah. Anyway. So, regardless of how it happens, which everybody can leave to their own imagination, uh, you become gaseous. You are now gaseous form. You transform, in fact, a willing creature you touch. In the boat. Along with everything it's wearing and carrying into a misty cloud for the duration. That duration, by the way, is concentration for up to one hour. The spell ends if the creature drops to zero hit points and incorporeal... Incorporeal? Incorporeal? Corporeal? Incorporeal? I've never actually said that word out loud. Creature isn't affected. While in this form, the target's only method of movement is flying speed of 10 feet. The target can enter and occupy the space of another creature. Target has resistance to non-magical damage, and it has advantage on strength, dexterity, and constitution saving throws. The target can pass through small holes, narrow openings, and even mere cracks. Though it treats liquids as though they were solid surfaces. The target can't fall and remains hovering in the air even when stunned or otherwise incapacitated. While in the form of a misty cloud, the target can't talk or manipulate objects. And any objects it was carrying or holding can't be dropped, used, or otherwise interacted with. The target can't attack or cast spells. How long does this last? Up to an hour. Yep. So I will go ahead and move my uh, 10 feet after that and conclude uh, my turn as a misty form. Right on. So, Fjortin Fartin has turned into a fart and uh, <laughs> farted 10 feet away. Yep. Jeff, it is now your turn. I would rage myself. Mm-hmm. And then I will move over by this guy. What are you Dragon. so mad about? You had, to, you had to do it. Slap myself and, ah, uh, frogs. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. Good. I hate these guys. You really know how to bring us into your world. Acting! Ah. And I'm going to attack. You don't attack that frog. You're attacking Reagan. I I hate frogs. Maybe we can have frog legs for dinner. 11. And 11 is exactly what you need to hit. Hooray! 15. Plus, Plus two, 2 rage. 16. <laughs> I'm a Goliath. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you strike that, you strike that Reagan. You do indeed. Yeah. 17 damage is done. Anything else? I'm done. Mm, Peter. I... Are these, uh, frogs holding cigarettes in their mouths, or? You know, I wasn't really sure what that graphic was, but yeah, I just kind of went with it. Yeah, they are smoking frogs. <laughs> just make sure, uh, they're so cool. Oh, man. It's just a bunch of frog bros hanging out in the swamp. Yep, they're so cool. Rip I'm them. Hey, Reagan, you want to go rip a heater? Well, I, uh, I suppose I could. Okay. That was a good Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try out my new fancy crossbow. I'm going to give it a couple nice pats on the head. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to aim it at Jackson. What's the uh, range on this crossbow? It's a good question. I don't really know. I mean... It should say when you uh, when you use it. Uh, do, do, do. Where are you? Item. Yeah. 
a light crossbow has a range of 80 slash 320 for those not oh, familiar yeah. with yep. Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition rules the first number is the range at which you can shoot normally the second number is the range at which you can shoot but with disadvantage okay and I believe you are within 80 feet of Jackson uh, but I, let's check yep 65 feet thank you roll 20 for your awesome measurement tool and for knowing that what do nerds want to do they want to measure things <laughs> nerds love measuring <laughs> truly truly they do Get fans, welcome to the mid-roll, and can I just say, I'm ecstatic to have you all here. First and foremost, I'd like to thank Darm, Dharm 93 for leaving us a review which states, Got me started. When me and my friends first decided to play D&D, this was the first podcast I listened to. These guys are hilarious, I binge listened to their first series, and now I listen to them while I work. These guys always make me laugh. 10 out of 10, would recommend to everyone, and I have. Dharm, I've got to give you credit. You've given us 10 points out of 5 stars, and we just couldn't be happier. It's wonderful to know you plowed your way through our first campaign, and actually stuck with us all the way through that, and kept coming back for more. We hope we continue to earn your fantastic review. Thanks, friend. Outside of that, I don't have much to add today. Thanks to all of our patrons for supporting us on Patreon. Thanks to all of you for listening, for reviewing, and just, you know, in general, being the absolute salt of the earth. Let's get back into the action. Did you uh, did you roll roll you me your attack roll? Oh yeah, uh, eleven. Oh wait, and plus uh, do I add my proficiency bonus to that? I believe you are proficient with light crossbow. That's why I picked it. So that would be a fourteen. Did you add your dexterity to that as well? No, that's awesome. So do you remember be... how to you remember how to play D and D? I've never uh, I've never used a ranged weapon before. That's true. Uh, dexterity is the ranged, or is the ability you use for ranged weapons, unless it has, I believe, uh, what is it, the throne capability, in which case you use strength. Okay. Anyway, so yeah, you had your dexterity and your proficiency because you are proficient. So now, what is your total? Uh, 17. 17 will hit Jackson. Roll me up some damage. I believe you are 1d8 plus 3 for your damage. I don't have a 3 dice. No, it's six total, so I rolled a three. All right, so a grand total of six damage is done to Jackson. All right, we're going to move over to Taft. Taft is seeing a tasty morsel over there. Which tasty morsel is he going to go by? He's going to go by Jeff. So this guy's going to this guy's gonna make some leaps. He is going to leap 20 feet. Ooh, he's going to eat your tasty morsel. We move down to Reagan. Reagan has a tasty morsel right by 
them, and they are going to attempt to swallow. The toad makes one bite attack against a medium or smaller target. It is grappling. Oh shit, do I get a grapple first? Probably should have read that before I started doing this. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, alright. Yep, so, fuck off, I'm stupid. Uh, should have done a bite attack first, so it's going to try and bite you, Mr. Barbarian. That bite is going to be a 23, which I believe hits you. Sure enough does. Sure enough does. We'll roll up a little damage. Fucking do the thing. That is going to be a total of 6 piercing plus 9 poison for a grand total of 15 damage, which you will have, because I believe you get to have all that. Do I? Poison even? Uh, I'm not actually sure. That might be a higher level thing. Piercing, I'm pretty sure I do, so minus 3 out of 15. Or what, 12? Grand total of 12 then, and you are grappled. Uh, escape DC of 13. Until this grapple ends, the target is restrained and the toad can't bite another target. So Regan is latched right the fuck onto you. Well, fuck. We move on down to Hoover. Five, ten. Hoover's gonna Hoover. Hoover's gonna Hoover. Hoover gets up a little ways. We're gonna move on down to Jackson. Jackson's also gonna move 5, 10, 15, and 20 feet. Roosevelt is going to go 5, 10, 15, 20 feet. Oh, and this round should actually say round two. We begin round two of combat. Monsieur Fiotan. Here we are at the top of round two. I always feel like a baseball announcer whenever I say the, the yeah, top of round two. I appreciate it, too. Imagine, like, if one of us, like, ran, was running for president, and then, like, the opposition got a hold of, like, all of our... I just own it. Recordings. Here we are at the top of round two. Fjorten, you are a fart. I am a fart. As a <laughs> gaseous fart, I will go ahead and move ten feet. Are you going to pull an Ant-Man? Is that what's going on here? I don't have rules for that. As a gaseous fart. As a gaseous fart, I will move uh, ten feet south. That's all I know what okay. I'm doing for now. You're going to fucking Ant-Man? I know what's going to happen, but we're going to play it out. Mm-hmm. Jeff, it is over to you. You're going to taff that ass. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. How do I escape this grapple? grapple? Uh, on your turn, you can either just go ahead and continue to attack, or you can use your action to try to free yourself. It would be a strength check of a DC 13. Uh, you are restrained, by the way, which, if I recall right, makes your speed zero. In other words, you can't move, but you can do anything else on your turn that you would normally do. And I don't attack at a disadvantage? Nope. Oh, very good. I know what I'm going to do. It's like the scene with uh, Conan the Barbarian, and the guy's, like, holding on to him in the bear grip or whatever, bear hug, and... I will attack with my warhammer. Attack with thy warhammer. Sixteen. Sixteen will successfully strike Regan. For 13 damage. 13 damage is done to Reagan. Reagan has transcended the bloodied point, but is not wrecked yet. And they still got a good old grip on you. I will attack again. Oh, that's right. You get two attacks now. Whoa. 15. This is a big deal, guys. This is a big deal. Doubling his damage for the round. That is how much damage? Eight. Oh my god. Reagan has one hit point remaining, but oh. lives. How, how do you 
break a grapple. I mean, like, that's a fucking hard hit. Two hard hits. That's not enough to break the grapple. He's still got his cigarette lips wrapped around you. (laughs) Gross. Nope, I'm good. Peter, your turn in round two has arrived. Yay. I'm going to attempt to create some hypnotoads. I'm going to cast Hypnotic Pattern. Wow, 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 wow. Exactly. Uh, So with Hypnotic Pattern, I can create a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air inside of a 30-foot cube within range. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Pattern appears for a moment and vanishes. Mm. Each creature in the area Mm -hmm. sees the pattern must mm-hmm. make a wisdom saving throw. Mm-hmm. On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. Mm-hmm. While charmed by the spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. Mm. Spell ends for an affected creature if it takes any damage or someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of its stupor. Mm. Thank you for mm-hmm. Michael Babaroing me. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, so I'm going to cast this in a cube, 30-foot cube. I think I can get Taft, Hoover, and Jackson kind of within a cube. I believe there. that you can. So that's what I will do. All right, you hypnotoed it up. Uh, I wish I had better news for you, Peter, um, but I just rolled a 20, an 18, and an 18. What the hell? That one rolled the natural 20? It did. Natty 20. They had a plus zero. Are these toads very wise? No, they have a plus zero. It just... Plus zero? And they just happen to get a 20, an 18, and an 18. But your hypnotic pattern stays. That squirrel was going to come in the door. I thought it was too. Really? Yeah. Y'all got any nuts? Oh. So your hypnotic pattern will stay. Do they keep making the save? I don't know. No, because it says... uh... It appears for a moment and vanishes, so I think it's gone. Mm. So that was a big fucking whiff. Yeah, that sucks, man. I'm sorry. You didn't get a signal, single hypnotoad out of that. Thanks a lot, DM. Sorry I'm so amazing at rolling. All right, well, that's it for me. We move on down to Taft. Taft is uh, probably not really ignoring, or probably is ignoring, rather, the fart cloud that is Fjorten, and they are going to move just a bit closer to Peter on Reagan's turn they still have their dirty smoker lips wrapped around Jeff and they're going to attempt to swallow the toad makes one bite attack against a medium or smaller target it is grappling which it has done Uh, you're going to uh, let's see here if the attack hits the target is swallowed and the grapple ends a swallowed target is blinded and restrained and has total cover against attacks and other effects outside of the toad and takes 3d6 acid damage at the start of each of its turns, at the start of the toad's turns. They can only swallow one at a time, so they do not have a career in pornography. Uh, they're going to make a bite attack against you. They're make a bite attack against you. Oh, can something swallow something else that swallowed something else? Oh my god. All the way down. Uh, so their bite attack against you is a 15. Does that hit you? It does. You, sir are swallowed well shit uh but i mean you've got cover against all other attacks that would have happened against you but you are inside of this giant toad you sir are drax inside of the giant you know whatever that thing was in the start of the second movie should laugh maniacally we move over to huber i'm gonna put you just inside of there to show that you're inside of there uh 5 10 15 20 
Hoover's going to move forward. Jackson's going to move forward because Peter is the only viable target on the battlefield right now. They're all just taking an interest. That's Roosevelt's move, and we begin round three. Farty Fjorten, you've got Taft, Hoover, and Jackson all right around you in your gaseous form. What are you going to do? Well, I 100% saw uh, Jeff get swallowed, but unfortunately, I have two other frogs in front of me. Fortunately, you're still a fart. Yeah. So, to come out of that fight, would that be an action? Um, I don't recall, but I, let me scroll back up. Or is that just an end of a concentration? Uh, I am so fart. Uh, I am so fart. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything in the spell that says what it takes to ungaseous form, so I'm thinking it doesn't take anything. Oh, all right. So from my point where I am, I will cast web, making it a difficult terrain mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for all those around me. That's a 20-foot uh, cube, or square, rather, if I that recall. That is correct. All right, I'm going to draw a shape. I'm going to draw it in white. Nope, I'm not going to do that. Well, actually, I should probably do it from Taft, so it will go from Taft to Hoover and Jackson, since it will uh, encompass more of an area than where I am at there. Uh, whoops, and I should probably put that actually on the... I will go ahead and draw a shape there as well. Uh, so I've drawn a square on the map. Yes. Does that represent the area you would like to be sticky? That's correct. All right. So you have created, with your webby webs, a uh, thick, sticky webbing that encompasses Taft, Hoover, and Jackson. And they're all now in difficult terrain. Well, that's just, that's just wonderful. And so um, can a healing word... Will that encompass a creature inside of another creature? Oh, it's magic. I think you can do that. All right. Well, I will healing word Jeff. Jeff can be healing worded. For a you? bonus action. Why don't you do that up? All right. There we are. Mm-hmm. dum Submit has a... And so, 60 feet radius, a healing of seven damage for Jeff. Mm-hmm. Jeff, take back seven hit points. As you wish. Um, I am also in difficult terrain, I would imagine. I uh, do not believe you get immunity to your own thick ropey ropes. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> I love D&D. Where are you going to move to? 5, 10, 15, 20. I will go ahead and move towards right by mm, Peter. And so if something comes near him, he might be able to get opportunity of attack. Uh, yep, and that 20 feet seems about right. You are going to get an attack of opportunity from Hoover and Jackson. Oh, shitty, shitty, shitty big man. Uh, so the first one of those looks like a nine. Miss. And the second one of those is a critical miss. So you do not take any damage from these toads as you flee from them. Jeff, we move over to your turn. You are inside of this toad. You are blinded and you are restrained. Um, but you can still try and hack your way out of this thing. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, being blinded, you are at disadvantage. 23. Doesn't fucking matter, though. With a 23, you are able to successfully hit. And I guarantee you, no matter what, you will do at least one damage. 
Wow. So you carve yourself out of Reagan. 15. I explode out of Reagan. <laughs> and I will sit tight. Actually, you know what? I won't. I'll, do I have, I have action left, right? Uh, you have both movement and you can take your bonus action. Um, or your second attack, I should say. All right. So I will go up to Jackson and give him a whack. We've been talking about Jackson. 21. 21 is a hit. 14. 14 damage to Jackson. Jackson is darn near bloodied. Glass be raging. Mm-hmm. I assume that's the end of your turn. It is. We move over to Peter. Peter, tell me about your turn. You've got Taft fast approaching. Um, I'm going to try one more time to create hypnotoads. Mm, hypnotoad away. Um, you hypnotoad away. No, you have no toad away. Uh, that's going to be wisdom saving throws. Let's do number one is a 14. Number two is an 11. Number three is a four. So I believe that's one success. Is it if it matches my DC? If it meets it, it beats it. Yes, then so two out of three I got. Uh, and you know what I would have done is I would have done them in the order going uh, kind of clockwise here. So Taft is uh, not hypnotized. Hoover and Jackson are. All right. Let me put a little uh, little little icon here. I'm going to use this little watch because, you know, that's how you hypnotize people is with a watch, right? <laughs> of course. Chickens are very easily hypnotized. All right. So you have hypnotized two giant toads. They will be completely incapacitated until they take damage or are shooken awake from some other thing. Anything else on your turn? Uh, am I in melee range of Taft? Not quite. You are five feet away. Oh, then I'm going to run. Well, you're ten feet away. Is Fjorten still a fart? Uh, Fjorten is no longer a fart. All right. I'm going to go hide behind fart. Fjorten, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> you have scooted your way behind fart and Fjorten. We move over to Taft's turn. Taft is beginning their turn in this difficult terrain and they must make a dexterity saving throw to see if they are restrained. Let's get a little dex. That's a plus one. Oops, that's a giant miss on my dice tray. That's another miss on my dice tray. That is a six. It looks like yes. Taft is restrained. Look at you guys using your tactical spells to great effect. Taft is restrained. I'm going to put this little webby icon on them to try to remember that. It is going to use its action instead to try to break free. That's going to be a strength check. And with a six, they are, sorry, a seven, they are not able to break free. So that is the end of Taft's turn. Hoover is hypnotized. Jackson is hypnotized. Roosevelt is going to start making their way. 10, 15, 20 feet forward. Slowly working on joining combat. And we begin round four with Bjorten no longer a fart firkin trees. You have Peter behind you. You have Taft in front of you. Taft, who is restrained. What would you like to do? So creatures that do not need to breathe, would that be a toad who can breathe underwater? Uh, no, because a toad can breathe underwater, but they still need to breathe. All right. So in this uh, area of effect that I do have them surrounded by, I will go ahead and cast 
right in the middle where I did the uh, poison, a stinking cloud. Stinking cloud. You create a 20-foot radius sphere of yellow, nauseating gas centered on the point within range, which would be where it was before. Oh, that's, that's the stinking cloud sound. Mm-hmm. You've cast it. Mm-hmm. I miss the reverb of the wooden chairs, but this cloth, it just passes right through. Yeah, it does. Each creature that completely within the cloud at the start of the turn must make a constitution saving throw against poison. On failed save, the creature spends its turn action, retching and reeling. That cloud is poison. Nice. Um, okay, so I am going to focus as a rules lawyer on one specific word within that description, which is each creature that is completely within the cloud. Oh. Uh, so what I'm going to say on that, I'm going to be a little lenient in the way that this works. Well, I will go ahead on that. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you that. And then I'll go and do a, uh, a southeastern of Taft and cover Hoover and Jackson. Uh, just Hoover and Jackson, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. We'll go ahead and do that. Instead. That's what I was going to say. Uh, although it's 20 foot... You know, I take that back. It is a, it's a uh, 20 foot radius. I was thinking 20 foot diameter. Okay. Uh, so no, you could get all three of them. They are within basically a 40 foot bubble. Uh, so never mind. Scratch all that. You, you, you fucking win. You, you fucking happy? You, you were right. You're winning. You're winning. Very happy. Excellent. I'm glad yeah, you are. Yeah, very happy. This is good for all of us. The more cast members live, the better the podcast will be. <laughs> Uh, so you can do all three of them, so I'm going to need from you... Yes. Oh, okay, so there's no... My apologies, I misunderstood that part too. So there's no damage. They just spend their turn retching and reeling. Um, Alright, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you guys how do you feel about this, because if they spend their turn retching and reeling, will that break the Hypnotoad? I think the Hypnotoad said if they take damage or that's what i'm thinking so they're not taking damage but what will rich and reeling do will i just stop them from action or well I'll, let me read this portion of the spell there was a there was a there was a subparagraph b on this one i believe and it said do 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 if it takes any damage or if someone else uses an action to shake the creature out of its stupor if someone else uses... So I think if I gotta go full rules lawyer on this, it's not another creature shaking them. It's themselves shaking from their coughing fit. Yeah, I think that this does not affect the... Uh, I think this does not affect the hypnototing. So how would this affect them then? It doesn't really give an effect. It just said they're retching and reeling. It doesn't say like their movement or anything else, right? Basically nothing. We get exactly what they were going to get with the as being hypnotoads. Well, they're incapacitated and they have a, a speed of zero. So... Alright. So, they are incapacitated if they fail the save. So Jackson and Hoover are already hypnotized. So mm -hmm. they basically have that effect already. Uh, but Taft will have to make this to see what happens to them. I mean, it'll happen to all of them, but, you know, it'll have an additional effect for Taft. Anything else on your turn? I will go ahead and stay put where I am. Right on. Jeff, we move over to you. I'm going to hit Jackson. <laughs> 15 is enough to hit. 14. 14 is enough to do 14 damage. They are uh, not quite wrecked. I'll hit them again and see what happens. 
That's a that's a good plan. 25. 25 will certainly hit. 15. And that is more than enough damage. You destroy Jackson. Wow. Is that his eyes fly out of his head? Like maybe he f- hits it with the flat of his axe and it just spreads it out everywhere. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be super gross. Jeff, anything else? I'll mosey on up to Hoover. You mosey. Peter, it's over to you. Hmm, I'm going to shoot Taft with my crossbow. Take that, Taft. Piece of shit. That would be a 19. A 19 will hit. And that would be for 8 damage. 8 damage. Sam, remember to edit in a meow sound. Meow. You have successfully done 8 damage to Taft. They are still stuck. They're still restrained. They're still about to have some retching and coughing. Anything else on your turn, Peter? Wunderbar. Taft will begin their turn by making first, I believe it was a constitution saving throw? Correct. Uh, That is a 21 on their constitution saving throw, so they do not spend their turn retching, but they will then make a strength saving throw. Sorry, just a strength check. That is a 6, so they are not retching and reeling, but they are still restrained. Yes. We move over to Hoover... Uh, Hoover is... Hoover's still just straight up hypnotized, so we're not going to do anything for them. And then Roosevelt. Uh, they've got to pick a direction at this point. They're going to pick... Uh, they're going to pick trying to go towards Peter and Fjorten. 5, 10, 15, and 20 feet. Oh, uh, shit. Um, Hoover... We begin. Hmm? Huh? Hoover's not webbed? Um, Hoover is webbed. And Hypnode. And Hypnode. Are you talking about Roosevelt that just moved? Yes. They are not. They were not in the initial web when it was cast, and they have not passed into that space. Oh, man, they were out of those. uh, I forgot about that guy. Yep. Honestly, the reason that they are not in it is because I forgot to move them the first turn, and so they were not in range of the spell (laughs) at the time. Good on them. So that's my fault, but I'll take it. Well played. I like the, the wild card there. All right. Fjorten, we move back to your turn. Top of round five. Fjorten is very, very concentrated on this task. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he sees that uh, Taft is all uh, webbed up in there. And so Taft is going to go up and try to slice off this uh, slice off this goal that he's going towards. The uh, I forgot mean, what it's called. You mean Fjorten's going to? Yeah, Fjorten. Thank you. He's going to chop his sack off? Yep. All right. Chop Taft's sack. You know, de-sack Taft? Yes, with the great axe there. It's going to be sack Taftic if you do. Ooh. Roll for attack. Roll for de-sacking. We're going to de-sack that. Mm, okay. It's like cutting up some sushi. I'm going to actually do it with my... Uh... De-sacking knife? Yep. <laughs> I brought my de-sacker. 21. A 21 will successfully hit. Alright. Roll me some damage. I'm going to do this with uh, Mystic Fortune ga- uh, Fortress Games. Thank you for the dice. Let's go ahead and see that. <laughs> that'd be a 1d12 plus 2. Ooh, that'd be a 13. 13 is a significant amount of damage. Not enough to fully de-sack. But you did a good amount of damage. You're well on your way to a sack. He's got a torn sack. Mm-hmm. Ugh, his sack is torn right now. Oh my god. Yeah, it is. 
I mean, I tried to chop it off, but it just wasn't quite there. But he does have a tool Still hanging on. Yeah. Just Barely. Discomfort. It, it, could be, it could be reattached if you just let him along. Discomfort. Nope. Not going to happen. Anything else on your turn, Fjordan? Nah. Jeff, we move over to you. Hoover's getting the wax. Whack, whack, 28. Hoover. Critical. That is a critical hot damn hit. Go ahead and roll me some damage. 20. Is that right? Is that how you do it? That is 20 damage. Uh, 20 damage is not enough to kill, but you definitely severely damaged Hoover, I believe. You get to try again if you'd like, though. They're getting hit hard again. 22. Also a hit. 13. Also a goodly amount of damage, but still not quite enough. Holy moly, Hoover's a tough sun gun. Mm-hmm. A couple frogs out there with their sacks barely hanging on. They're jumping around. Their sacks are flopping around. Oh, God. Peter, what is your not talking about sacks flopping around turn? They're crying and toad cries. Whatever that sounds like. When the toad cries. <laughs> uh, I'm going to shoot Hoover. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like having this crossbow. I gotta say. It's kind of nice I get to get to do things without being in the harm's way. Mm-hmm. So. That. Ooh. That's not good. That's an 11. Meow. Uh, an 11 is... Exactly what you need to hit. Ah. Roll up some damage. Let's hope you get. Let's hope you get enough. Six. Six is exactly the score you needed. What a roll of exactitudes. Six hit points is enough to kill. Let's get Campaign 2, Episode 39, Peter's Crossbow Shoots Cats, was released on September 13th, 2020. Join us again next week for more happy little clouds on... Vegan! 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 The Very Good Adventuring Team! Apparently, NPR describes it as a sumptuous search for divine identity. When NPR reviews things, it makes me want to kill my, you know, myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like their book reviews, uh, Monday mornings, they have their book reviews when I'm driving to work, and it makes me want to drive off the road into a tree. Why would you even listen to that? Uh, Because it's better than the fucking mindless bullshit on any of the other radio stations. I, I guess it's not. I really should turn it when that comes on. But the lady's like, mick, mick, mick. It just uses fucking pretentious words. And Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, I mostly like, listen. I don't like I mostly listen to it. So I know what books to avoid because I don't want to read the f- fucking shit that lady's reading. <laughs> Kathy Wurzer. No, she she does. She's the uh, anchor. It's some other lady that uh that does the book reviews. I know what you're talking about, though, and I don't like anything that she's ever reviewed. You know what makes me laugh? I don't know if I've ever talked about this, 
You know what makes me laugh every fucking time? The weatherman on NPR. Like, oh, it yeah. sounds like an old crank. Well, we got a storm rolling in, and <laughs> and the Kathy Werther cuts him off every fucking time because he just nattles on and on and on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like every time they call him up, it's like he wasn't even prepared to talk to him. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> so, oh well, I haven't thought about it, but yeah, we can talk about the weather. <laughs> well, let me have a look. Oh yeah, you're right. It's raining. 